Public service announcement. I have just temporarily closed the doors to Lifestyle Business School. If you are a current or aspiring expertise-based business that has a business, courses, coaching, masterminds, where you are divorcing your value from your time, or that is the business model that you want, you likely know that Lifestyle Business School is the program that I have been tirelessly working on over the last six months to build out six comprehensive playbooks, which basically lay out the entire path. It has everything from business model design to offer creation, to back-end delivery, to driving traffic, live launch campaigns, automated campaigns, everything you could possibly need to start or grow a leveraged expertise-based business to the lifestyle business sweet spot. Now, never fear because we've only temporarily closed the doors and we have added a wait list. So if you head to lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, pop your name on the wait list and you are going to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out, which is super exciting. And all of the exciting changes that we have made to the program as well, which we will share in due course. But in order to get the special VIP bonuses, when we do open the door, I want you to go and pop your name on the wait list now. So that is going to be lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, put your name on the wait list, and you will be the first to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out with a lot of exciting changes and with pretty much the best deal under the sun. All right, let's get into today's podcast episode. Branding. It's really important. And today we are talking all about how to craft a killer one for your small business. If you've got big business dreams, but you're feeling stuck when it comes to all things social media, digital, and content marketing, this is the podcast for you. And if you like free stuff, well, I've got you sorted there as well. Head over to steviesayssocial.com forward slash little black book to steal all of my social media secrets. You're listening to the Talk Social to Me podcast by Stevie Says Social. start calling me Stevie Says Branding. Why? Because, well, if you've listened to the last podcast episode, you would know that I was all about branding and I pretty much ranted at you about how important it is to get it sorted before you dive into your socials. You might have left that podcast episode thinking, okay, cool, so how do I do that? And that is where I have you sorted today. In this episode, we are talking all about how a small business can create a mighty brand. And to do that, I've brought along a branding expert. I'm speaking to Tara from Your One and Only. And in this episode, we talk all about how to create a killer brand when you're just starting out or when you're kind of early in your business journey. There's a lot of questions that I know that small business owners have when it comes to brand. Number one, what the flip is it? It seems so intangible and a lot of people tell you that it's more than just a logo, but it's hard to know what else it actually is. We also talk about when you need to invest in branding in your business journey. 
what a branding expert can actually do for you and your business and what you can expect from them and how branding and social media work together. Now, in my opinion, branding is the secret source that can really supercharge your social media efforts and it's important to get your head around. So, buckle up. I hope you enjoy this episode. I'm going to get straight into it because we chat for around about 40 minutes and there's so much gold. So make sure you do stay through until the end. And just a quick reminder that if you haven't yet joined the waitlist, steviesayssocial.com forward slash waitlist for the upcoming complete roadmap to social media success, including well, a lot of different things. And if you had have listened to last week's podcast episode, I gave you a sneak peek on that. You're going to want to do so. There is a very special bonus when all of this is released for those that are on the wait list and that get in early. Stevie says social.com forward slash wait list to do that. Enjoy the episode. Hey, internet friend, welcome to the podcast. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I was just saying before we started, it's so funny because we have actually spoken so many times on like Instagram stories and I feel like I know you, but we've never actually spoken. I know it's weird. So weird. The power of the internet, hey? Yet it feels so natural. I know. (laughs) Well, tell everyone a little bit about who you are and what you do before we dive into my favorite topic at the moment, which is branding. Yeah, sure. Okay. So hi guys, I'm Tara. I am the creative director and the founder of Your One and Only. And I work closely with my colleague Stace and we're designers who have had a background of agency and basically um, trying to help brand and rebrand small businesses to have a purpose basically through visual identity and creative uh, strategies. Love that. Now, about when did I do the blog for you? Was that like oh, around about three or four months ago? It? I know. Yes, actually, it was the first or second day that I got to Bali. Tara had asked me, she'd asked me like a long time ago, and it just took me ages to get my shite together, but <laughs> had asked me to write a blog for her blog all about uh, anything I wanted. And I basically wrote it about the topic of last week's podcast, which was why posting on Facebook isn't a marketing strategy. So uh, after I brought that blog out, Tara did a reply blog, which was all about why strategy is so important when it came to branding. And it kind of kicked off for both of us. I don't know if you kind of feel the same, but a little bit of a, um, or on my end, a kind of a deep dive into branding and yeah. an obsession over it basically. And sure. and yeah, we've chatted about it a little bit since, haven't we? Yeah, it's been really good. And I think, um, actually, I think that those two posts have been our most successful blog posts that we've ever had. How good. So, yeah. Love that. People want to- <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what I want to talk about is just to follow up, I suppose, to last week's podcast episode, which for those who haven't listened to it, go back and have a listen to it. But I spoke about two things. And the first thing was how it's really important to make sure that you're not starting with social media as a small business and not giving any attention to branding. You really need to start with brand. And then the other thing that I spoke about was, sorry, what was the second thing? <laughs> oh, the second thing I spoke about was why you can't just start with social media and posting on social as an entire marketing strategy. So I guess I want to start by diving a little bit deeper into the first one, which is why on earth small businesses need to kick off with branding when they're starting out with their business? 
Yeah. So this one's a really big one. And I, I, like you said in your, in your podcast and in the blog post that you did for us, um, I think that a lot of people just think that, that social media is the be all right. So, um, they kind of just get out there and they, they, they're kind of just winging it. And then in doing that, they're missing the purpose of what branding uh, really means and what they should have done at the start. So branding is basically the foundation of your business. It is essentially what people buy into. So you're creating cues for people to choose whether they align with your culture, your values, and your reputation. And it's pretty much an association. So whether people want to associate with your brand or not will come directly for the way you portray yourself in market. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Because what I find, especially kind of working in social media, social media is so sexy. And when small businesses first start out, they're kind of like, cool, I've got to start marketing myself. I've got to start promoting myself. And they jump straight on social. And I know I said it in the podcast last week, but I feel like you guys and other branding experts have a bit of a rough trot when it comes to that because people don't understand the importance of getting those foundations <laughs> right first, do yeah. they? No, not at all. And um, yeah. it's so important. It's like, um, I guess it's, it, well, you think about when someone goes to buy a brand. I mean, there's like, look at cars, for instance, you have so many different iterations of branding for cars, but they always choose a car because they want to be associated with that specific brand, um, especially if it's more of a luxury brand. Um, if you've got the money to splash on a car, someone will drive around and be BMW. And that's more of a, you know, a statement to make. And I think that that is hugely important um, when it comes to branding for things like that. Totally. And so the big businesses have it sorted, right? So like when you think of, you know, like Apple, I think is an awesome example. Like they are just a computer at the end of the day, but they brand and position themselves as this, you know, innovative company and they do it across every single touch point that they have. And people don't even kind of really think about the fact that they're the biggest, you know, conglomerate company in the whole entire world. They just want to be associated with the innovation side of things. And so many small businesses don't actually take that on board. And I feel like I don't know. It really makes me sad. I don't know about you because I feel like there's so much opportunity if a small business really kind of knew how important it was to look at it first. A hundred percent. And I think that what I think when people start out, they think of, okay, in a year's time when I can't afford that, I'll do X, Y, Z. But yes. when it really matters is at the start, because it's, it's a bunch of little things put together that help you get to that in a year's time, you know? So it's, it's, you're basically crafting your story from the get-go and how you talk and how you you look and how you are portrayed are all the little things that will add up to how people will see you in a year's time. So Apple, for instance, like you just said, um, they sell emotion. So Mm. it's it's not about selling a product. It's about selling emotion. And considering they were a computer company, they have just taken over the mobile industry. Like what even happened to Nokia? Um, You you know, (laughs) they sold an iPhone and they never made a phone before in their life. And now everybody lines up around the block to buy this phone. And Samsung are following suit lately. I've noticed that they're... um, Obviously, everyone knows that Apple have done the right thing and they're all jumping on board so that everyone wants to be the epitome of Apple. Um, but yeah, they sell, they could sell a product without even having the product in the ad. So they, you know, think about you're watching them walking down the street with their, with their earphones in, like, um, on their phone and, and they're like walking down the street, but it's showing a story. Like there was one with two dancers and they're dancing with each other and, 
before you know it, you're like, oh, what's this going on about? And like, you're not even thinking about what they're selling you. You're just looking at what the story is that they're, they're creating for you. And, you know, you get immersed in that and, and then you feel something from that. And that is really what you want to get out of your marketing is a sense from either, you know, they feel something, they smell something, um, because that's what people remember. It's their emotion and their senses. Yeah. I feel like that's something that's so confusing for small businesses though, because it's so intangible. You know what I mean? It's not like you do this and then you do this and then you're kind of set up. It's kind of like, I know when I was first starting out, this branding thing just seemed so overwhelming because it was like, what actually is it? Like, I kind of understand that it's everything to do with your business, but you know, what are the actual bits and pieces that are involved? Do you find that people feel a little bit like that when they come to you? Or do you find that the people that are coming to you are the ones that already have that sorted? No, no, no one ever has it sorted. Even the ones that think they have it sorted. And that's, that's a thing. (laughs) Like, and even we have issues with it as well. Like, I mean, just because you, it's, it's all a trial and error thing, right? Like we know how to visually present ourselves, but sometimes um, we speak with our copywriting mates and ask them how we think that they can change our tone because uh, inevitably branding isn't just, you know, and this is one thing that that's the hot topic, right? It's the logo is not your brand. It's yeah. all those underlying factors. So while we could have the best looking feed going around on the internet, if you don't have any depth or any kind of copy and personality or personality in your copy, that should have meant, but um, you know what I mean? People aren't going to care. Like in other words, it's just, oh, that's a nice pretty picture. So you're not telling them anything. So I think that the depth of that is really important. So um, so what does it involve? So if somebody comes to you and they're like, cool, I'm just starting out in my business. What do you actually do as a branding expert for a small business? So we ask them questions. We we will really spend more time in the strategy and the and you know the really getting to know them first before we even put pencil to paper. Um, and I think that that's really important. And I know that a lot of people have issues dealing with other designers because they'll just go straight to the paper. But the strategy is the really important part of it. So mm. so to break down the process, we'll ask them questions about when they started, you know, about their product. Um, you know, really try and find their differentiation because that's so important. Um, create differentiation is huge, yeah. and especially most of us are working in like pretty competitive marketplaces. I think social media is probably one of the most saturated out there, but I'm sure that there's a million other industries Definitely. that feel the same. But that's that differentiation point when it comes to branding that really, yeah, I mean, 100%. And apart. Hey, when you're looking at like social. <laughs> Sorry, guys, but all the social media managers that are out there are all using the same images and the same kind of looking feed and it just becomes a bit too samesy and, like, you know, it just becomes forgettable, to be honest. So um, I think that if you can do something that's a little bit, you know, left field, like try and and do something that if everyone's doing that, go the other way. Um, So what we're finding lately in designers is that they're all doing that really nice, natural, I guess, uh, earthy kind of feel and uh, really like natural beauty brand type stuff. So we're trying to go the opposite way because we don't want to get sucked into that same, you know, category. Um, But So how does a brand, before we go like further into the process, how does a a brand know or highlight its differences? Like if you're going into a conversation with a potential client and you're kind of talking about differentiation, 
I'm imagining a lot of people would be like, but I'm just a chiropractor. You know, I just do normal. Like, how do you actually pull that out? Well, it's a bunch of questions, right? And I always find it comes from a personality. And I think that at the end of the day, um, and I'm presuming we'll touch on this later, uh, when you're following someone on socials, you're following them because of the way that they talk and the way that they communicate and their authenticity. And I think that that's really the differentiation is the personality factor. So Mm. I really like to dive into who they are as people and really try and present that out across their brand. Um, that's cool. One thing that's really cool is uh, Levi's were selling jeans, right? So I always like to use this one as an example. Levi's were selling jeans and they used the, the classic stitch uh, to highlight their differentiation. So um, all of that came out through, the, and then, you know, everyone sells jeans, but it was the way that they placed their stitch. And then that that's how they, you know, got out there and, and created a difference. And it can be something so minute to the, you know, mm. the type of packaging that you use or, um, you know, it, it's just one thing that everyone isn't doing. And the, pretty much the reasoning as to why you think your service is different to someone else or why you started a business to begin with, because either you've gone out and figured that, that there's nothing like that in your area or you're, or you're finding that you're trying to find something and it's not there. So you're creating it. Yeah. I think that's a really good point you made around the fact that it doesn't have to be something that's huge. I feel like people are like, it needs to be groundbreaking and, you know, like there's nothing really huge that I'm doing differently, but you know, you just have to be a little bit different or a little bit better than your competition in terms of your branding to really stand out. Yeah. And I think that with, with us, we just try to be ourselves because we're idiots. Like we're just we just use you know, fluent meme, like we laugh all the time and we really want to sell the relationship factor when it comes to how we, we sell ourselves. We know that we're good designers, but you know, there are a lot of good bloody designers out there to be honest. So it's how, how do we differentiate ourselves? It's more, well, this is the relationship that you're going to get when you work with us. So that's, yeah, I think that's a great way to put it as well. Like I really like the analogy, like when you think of, you know, your best friend, what personality does she have? Like, is she, you know, like really sassy or really funny or whatever it is. And without that personality, they'd just be a person. And it's kind of the same with the business, isn't it? It's kind of like, think about the attributes that make you, you, and then like really kind of shine that out through your socials and your fonts and your color palettes and whatever Mm -hmm. else. Mm-hmm. So like if, going back to the question of what it what it actually involves is like when we were talking about finding differentiation, it's like that's next as well. It's like what's the personality and then creating a visual and verbal tone that then articulates that personality yes. and shape that brand. Okay, cool. So a client comes to you, you talk about kind of their differentiation, you talk about their personality. Is that it in terms of strategy oh, and then God, you kind no. of dive into visuals? Not at all. So What then, comes next? Then you've got to discuss like competitors and industry landscape. So, I mean, someone could come to us with a really great idea, but the industry might be going down the plug hole. So we really like to prop them on um, what, do, what are you going to do when this happens? Or, you know, how do you feel that that um, you are going to address this situation or, you know, and then find out what they're doing because there could be a gem in there somewhere. Like they obviously might know where they're going, but we don't know. So we need to ask all those questions so that we can help to shape that visually. Um, and we'll also ask the advantages and disadvantages. So where they feel that their, their strengths are and their disadvantages are. Um, mm-hmm. We'll ask about target markets and potential gaps in the markets 
how to communicate. And so do you find that people generally know their target market or when you're kind of working with them, you really drill down on that? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and you'll find that they actually do know, but they don't know at the same time, if that makes sense. So we'll ask them questions like, okay, so if you've sold XYZ, um, who has been buying from you? Like what age and demographic are they? Where do they, where are they located? And then sure enough, you'll find that there's a, there's a pattern involved and um, and then that's kind of like, you're like, you know what, do you do realize that, um, 50% of your, you know, that your social media following are both men and female, but you if you go to your website, it's 80, 85% female, mm. you know what I mean? And it's just like, okay, so you're converting on your website and it's, it's actually more female driven. So maybe if you try targeting, you know, a female market in this aspect, um, we just kind of drill them and things like that and give them new ideas and, and, um, I think that a target market's a really hard thing to nail. Um, I mean, unless you're going out there with such a targeted product, it like for something like us or for some, for a service like us, it was really hard to go, okay, but everyone might need design. And then it's like, okay. And then we figured out over the time that there was two very different markets for us. And that kind of came with experience. And I think that that, that comes with a lot of um, other businesses that approach us as well. And I think that when you ask them the questions, they kind of answer their own questions. Um, so you know what I mean? Like they give us yeah, the totally. to their own questions yeah. is what I meant to say there. So yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of okay, isn't it? Like it's it's okay for your brand to evolve. Yeah, you know, people can come to, you know, it can start out as one thing. And I know that's definitely, you know, I've been in business for a year and I know that you're just kind of a little bit over. And even in that period of time, I have just found that my brand has evolved so much. I don't think it ever stops, does it? No, never. And um, I mean, all you need to do is do a couple of quick scrolls to the bottom of our Instagram page and oh, it's heaps different. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that for mine, now. please. <laughs> and I really like that evolution. I don't. I, we, we deliberately didn't wipe our feed. I find that there's a lot of people that just wipe their feed to try and start again. And it's like, let it be there. Let's show yeah. people what it was like to go through those first few stages and really find your wings um, because it is a process and it is, you are in it for the long haul. And it's, it's those bits and pieces of information that help that brand evolve. And um, that's what we like to consider a brand refresh. So um, you might have the branding inevitably should be already set. So where you're headed and obviously we both spoke about this in, in our blogs um, and the strategy and the foundation should never change. Um, and they touch on this in the Lean Startup as well. I love that book. Mm. Um, and he says, you can always change the positioning and you can change the look, but never change the mission or the or the drive and what started the business to begin with. Mm. And I think that everything else is really just, a, you know, like makeup. So as long as your messaging is always really strong, you could probably change the aesthetic ever so slightly to to change and reposition with where you're heading next. Um, yeah. You just have to educate the market on what you're doing or do a soft rollout or, you know what I mean? Like, mm. I think that that's really important to know as well. You can always change and always adapt. And I think that's the thing, like people find it so scary when they first start or whatever. And it's just kind of a matter of, yeah, it can, it can totally evolve. Definitely. So before we go back into, I guess, the next step in your process, I actually just kind of thought of one thing that I think a lot of small businesses kind of have a question around and we'll cover it before we get back into the process. But when a small business is first starting out and there's kind of not a lot of budget, do you recommend that they start 
with a branding expert or they wait until they're a little bit further down the track and do it then? A really good answer to this actually is, and we've just started to do them, is a brand consultation. So while you may not have enough money to splash out on a big branding set and you know guidelines and all that stuff that you may need later on down the track, but I think what's really important is to really lay down the foundation on how you need to communicate. Um, so having an hour or two-hour chat with someone that can really get your head in line to where you ideally need to be or want to be. I think that that is crucial to how you lay out your your brand moving forward. I think that's kind of the best thing that you could invest your money into. And so then do you recommend, so that's almost like the strategy part, which is what we've been talking about in terms of your process Mm -hmm. up until kind of now. Once that's sorted, regardless of whether they decide to go with, you know, just a consult or they decide to kind of go through the whole process with a branding person. Is that then like once you've got the strategy, like you know your how you're different, you know, you know, what your brand personality is, you know, what the competitor landscape is like. Is that then when you kind of have the tools, I guess, you need to kind of go, cool, okay, this is going to be my logo, these are going to be my colors, et cetera, et cetera? 100%. And look, I, I know this is almost contradicting because I am a designer, but like like I don't think that it, like as long as you keep something quite simple, I think that it can always evolve. I think um, as long as those underlying things that we, like your strategy stays the same, um, you can slap a new logo on anything, right? And and just kind of, obviously, if you, if you grow massively, you'll need to stay within that. But um, I think that sometimes a logo can, can this is, I'm going to flip side this too, because there's two sides to this. Um, <laughs> I think that a logo can can just be like the sticker on a house is what I like to say is the letterbox to the house. Um, and you can really go, get through with strong branding without having like an amazing logo. Mm. Um, and and there's been like I can't um, – I was going to drop a name there, but I don't really want to criticise the logo. <laughs> <laughs> Do but it. No, don't. Having, <laughs> no way you can get through having a really good branding um, reputation without having something that's, you know, an amazing graphic. But in saying that, a lot of people judge a book by a cover. So, I mean, if you're starting out and you don't have a really good visual aesthetic, um, some people may not even bother to look at you. And the same applies to a website. I mean, you can have a really well-functioning website that's quite simple, but as long as it's simple and presentable, um, it can still convert. Though um, if you've got something that is just horrible to look at, people are just going to think that you look like an amateur and not even bother looking at it. You know what I mean? So it's it's a side of a coin. It's a really hard one to answer. It's actually, I think you kind of nailed it in the sense that it goes back to a brand, not, sorry, a logo not being the full brand. So, and I actually am seeing like a lot of it these days and it's kind of like even big businesses simplifying their logo and sometimes they've just got, you know, a word mark now, like a logo is really nothing. It's just like the words, but what is actually more important is being clear about, okay, cool, you know, how am I different? What's my brand personality? Blah, blah, blah. Then just simply like you can do it yourself or you can use a branding person to start off with. And I don't know what you think about this, but like choose, you know, two colors that are complementary, and, you know, there's color pickers online that you can find complementary colors and then just choose, you know, a heading font and choose a body font and make sure that they kind of match. And then, you know, you can be as simple as that for the first year. 100%. And then you can evolve. Yep. 
Absolutely. That's exactly what I would say. And I think, um, like, look, if you can save the money and you can, and you can, um, you know, maybe find someone that can work with you to create your brand from the start, then awesome. But you know what, when you're bootstrapping, um, there are, no offense, there are more important things like no offense to me, (laughs) (laughs) my industry. So no offense to all the designers out there, but, um, I think that they think that they're the answer to the, the problem, but they're not. And, um, designers, bloody help. Don't get me wrong. We really can help boost a brand's presence later on. But at that very starting point, you need that reputation. You could spend all this money on a branding uh, uh, suite and it could get you nowhere because the whole strategy hasn't been developed. So Mm. I think importance starts with knowing where you need to be, knowing how you need to communicate, knowing your tone and the personality. And then once you've got all that sorted, then you slap on the cool makeup. You know what I mean? Mm. I think there's a lot of people though that would need like, I think I've mentioned it to you in the past actually, my brother's starting or looking to hopefully start a, a solar company. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, for people that just aren't in social media, they're not in branding, they're not in marketing, he was talking to me about, you know, what he wants to do and he's got this kind of vision around, you know, I kind of, you know, I'm not going to give away secrets, but in terms of the sort of business that he wants to have. But for someone like him, like he does have, you know, a little bit of budget to allocate somewhere and he doesn't know how to do the bits and pieces himself that he needs to really express his business the way that he wants to. So I think like when you do have budget, when you're starting out, like we're obviously have been talking about people that just don't have any. And obviously in that case, start your business and get sorted and obviously get to the point where, you know, you're a year in and then up level. But for someone like him, I actually think rather than, cause he was asking me about social media, I was like, mate, before you get your socials sorted, <laughs> go and see a branding person. Because I think that's once you've got the budget, whether it's a day in or it's a year in, or it's, you know, whatever it is, I think that it's best invested, in my opinion, in solid branding because I'm not saying that the rest will fall into place, especially if it's not something that you're familiar with in terms of social media and things like that. But I think that it all builds on one another. So starting there, I think, is just laying the solid foundation. Absolutely. 100%. Yep. And I think that, like, you know, setting that up, the foundation, like if you've got a direction, everything else will just flow in that same direction. If you don't, um, like, so to give you an, an, an instance, like our, our, like, what do you call it, your mission statement or whatever it is that you kind of mm. go by is um, to create purposeful brands. And whatever we do, we need to make sure. So if someone comes to us and goes, I just want you to do this, it looks like this, I just want you to make it. We're like, nah we don't really want to work with people like that. We want to really work with people that will want to, you know, grow and go beyond that initial idea and concept to create something that means something to market. So that really is the foundation for us to know whether we want to work with someone or not. And it's the same with contractor, you know, whether they're, they align with what we believe in and, and things like that. So like having, like you're right, like having something like that helps that person to just, I guess, have a direction. Yeah. And to get excited about their business as well. So like, oh, cool. This is exactly (laughs) what my vision is, you know? (laughs) So we've talked a little bit about, I guess I would call it the fluffy stuff because it, I guess it is, it's kind of that intangible stuff. Mm. But once you've got all of that sorted, can you give, I guess, the small businesses that are listening or anyone that's like, cool, I actually want some solid tips and advice around 
I guess, branding and social media and how they work together and any tips that you have around that for a business DIYing it? Yeah, sure. So um, I find that social media is basically real-time storytelling and interaction. So um, you, I would see social media as a way to build relationships and to really demonstrate what you do and what you stand for. So vis- from a visual aesthetic, I think that it, it shows that you're presentable. I, like to be, I'm such a snob, but <laughs> I, if someone doesn't have a really nice feed, I almost just instantly click out of it. And I sh- I'm sure there are other people that do the same thing. Um, so I think that having something that looks clean and and simple and really is easy to kind of take away. So I think that if I land on someone's someone's Insta page or, you know, whatever it is, um, I want to be told what it is that they do basically in a summary of the nine squares that they've got on their page. And yeah. if it doesn't tell me that, then I'm out of there. Like, And that's something that we all need to really take into consideration Um, and I guess create depth with the copy that you use. So really understand how to talk to your audience and really get them to understand what it is that you're doing. And I think that is really what um, socials are for and your branding aspect is to help to create your story so that people know what you're all about. Yeah, that's such a good point. They so work hand in hand like that. Like, it's so funny when you said that. They're literally the same tips that I give to people in a social (laughs) media capacity, but we're in completely different, but obviously aligned industries. But it's exactly the same advice, you know, and I think it's a misconception when it comes to branding that people are like, oh, it is just the visuals. And with something like Instagram, it's, you know, how pretty your feed is and whatever. But I almost think with social, like, that's just the bare minimum these days Uh, on the one hand. And I also think that on the other hand, that kind of whole curated feed for some people isn't as important anymore. No. And I feel like it's things like the caption and it's that sort of thing that really kind of, and the story and, you know, how people relate to you and that sort of thing that are really getting people on board. So I love that you said that. Yeah. And I think that it really needs to screen personality and authenticity. I mean, I, there's so many, like if we're going to touch on that, the, the people that I think are doing a really good job, are um, a lot of them are service-based because I'm obviously in service-based. So I, fo- I like, I follow a lot of service-based businesses, but yeah. Um, one that I really love to follow is Brooke from Villa Management. Um, yeah, she's cool. All right. And she doesn't give a crap what her feed looks like. She's not really planning anything, but she posts like memes and, you know, really cool pictures of herself and just doing stupid stuff. And I really just love how natural and real she is. And I think yep. that, you know, and I will actively go on and search for her account because I know that she's going to have something cool for me to look at or laugh at. And I think that that's super important as well. Yeah. And I think that's a great example of people will get value out of different things. Like I really love, you know, for example, like I love Brooke and everything that she does, but I also love like those really curated feeds, et cetera. But other people would, you know, resonate with different things. And I just think that it all comes down to value. Like as long as you're providing value, whether it's in terms of looking good or whether you're really connecting with someone in your captions or whether you're funny and you've got really cool stories or whatever it is, I think that's what it comes down to in the end, isn't it? Well, exactly. And you've got to think of it like... uh, 
Think of an Instagram account like a person. I mean, you're not going to go and agree with everyone in the street, are you? But you're going to connect with certain people on certain levels because you as a person will like them. Like it's exactly the same instance as, as a brand on, on um, Instagram. It's like I don't follow the same accounts my husband follows either because he follows dumb accounts. But you know, like, <laughs> just because that's a personal interest. So, I mean, you can't please everybody, but you've just got to try and do your best and provide the value that you know that you can provide. Yeah, for your target audience as well. Like, you know, when you were talking about strategy and the fact that that's one of the first things that you go through with clients, I think often people are like, oh, cool, I've got to define my dream client. Every bloody marketing and branding person tells me I need to do that, right? And they're like, I, I know who my target audience is, you know, let's get on to better things. But when you kind of think about, okay, cool, you've got to add value, all of that sort of stuff comes back to, knowing your dream client, because if you know who they are, then you know what is interesting to them and you know what they will value and therefore you can provide it and therefore you will get better engagement on things like Instagram and Facebook Mm -hmm. and whatever. So even though it's such a, you know, one of those things that everybody says that you need to do, it's when you kind of do get into, you know, what am I going to post on social and blah, 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 that knowing the answer to that question gets so much easier. Yeah. And I think that um, an example that I always use is, okay, so say for instance, you're, you're, you're a skincare company and you're selling hand cream. I mean, you can go to market and say, oh, this hand cream makes your hands nice and soft and smooth. And it's like, yeah, cool. But if you go, Hey mums, have you had a really tough day working with the kids? You know, use this hand cream to soften your skin and, and, you know, you know what I mean? Like if you target the right tone to the right audience, like they're going to listen. Yeah. Literally singled out the person that you want to speak to. So they're going to stop and look. If you Mm. don't address them or target them in any kind of way, they're just going to walk past and think that it's not targeted at them. So, I mean, that's so important as well. Yeah. And I think that's a really good point. Like the way that you just frame that with, you know, like the soft hands thing and then actually like the benefit of it, like that comes down to knowing a target audience, not in terms of, you know, they're 45 and they live in blah, 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 and whatever. It's actually actually like, what are their pain points and what do they want? And that sort of thing. Cause then you can target everything that you do with all of your marketing, not just social media to that. Agree. And adding on to that actually is um, you've just basically addressed a really important issue that you're touching on their emotional um, aspect instead of their statistical aspect. So instead of being a 30 whatever, you know, in X, Y, Z, like you're actually saying to the person that you're dealing with this on a daily basis and we get it and this is what we're doing to help you solve that problem. And I think that once you deal with them on that level, then someone will, will, um, you know, respond. Yeah. Love that. And then I guess just tying up in terms of the actual process, and I know we've kind of jumped a little bit all over the place with it, but (laughs) in terms of you start with strategy, then you actually go through like the visual assets and things. Is there anything else involved? You mentioned tone of voice as well. Is that kind of the three main elements? Well, we go, so we give our um, clients a good direction of where they need to head. Um, And so after we kind of figure out, you know, the target market and the gaps in the market, we really kind of try and nail down how they want to communicate um, and what type of messages that they need to communicate, uh, whether it's... um, you know, are you targeting a younger audience or an older audience and how are you going to speak to them and what kind of language are you going to use and are you going to, like you said before, are you going to be funny and then we bring in the personality. Um, But another really important thing is knowing where to market and how to market. Um, So, you know, 
not everyone needs to be on Instagram. I I actually just don't think that they <laughs> Hallelujah. Do. Um, so as much as it is the famous one to be on these days, I don't think it, it, it unless it's going to convert sales for you, you don't need to be on it. It's just a it's just a time suck, really. It's a um, brand platform, actually. Like, I really feel with Instagram, because you can't link out unless you've got, you know, more than 10,000 followers and you yeah. can, you know, swipe in stories or you're an e-commerce store with Instagram shoppable, it's really hard to convert people because it, it, it's a brand platform. People exactly. are there to engage and, yeah, it's really, that's the purpose of it. I think that gets lost a lot with Instagram. Yeah, and I still, even though, uh, like, I'm finding a lot of success lately on LinkedIn and, um, but the one thing that I really wanted to do before I got onto LinkedIn was I wanted to nail each other channel that we were on. So um, it's the same as the way we would treat our clients. It's like, okay, so Facebook's obviously the one that you need to be on first. Um, you need a Facebook account to even start an Instagram account. Um, and you need to like use that from a, for an advertising like platform. Um, and then there's all these other things to kind of really look at. But I think these days it's like Facebook's like your yellow pages, right? So I mean, if I'm going to go and look up a, a company on Google, like I'll kind of see if they've got socials. And the reason I do that is because I want to see how they're talking to their audience and how mm. frequent they're posting and what they're posting um, and things like that. Uh, I think that that's kind of really important to to know as well. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of, I guess, what we want to say. And like, I guess from a, from a, uh, industry perspective, it's like where can you really benefit um, from from um, channel marketing? Like it might be a trade show, like it could be something as simple as sponsorship, or it could be a blog or a collaboration in some cases. So I think that it's really kind of nutting out the the answers of where they really need to t- try and target to get a good ROI. Um, That's really interesting. So you actually like as a branding person when you're working with somebody, you dive into almost a marketing plan. Yeah, pretty much. We try and figure out where the best where the best places are that they could probably, you know, get into. Um, and then obviously from that end, we will push them into the directions of the right um, contractors that can take them to that next level, whether that's like PR or digital marketing or, you know, you know, you guys basically. So, you know, go and, go and speak to Stevie. She can help you in here or um, go and speak to Erin from Young Folks and she'll help you in digital marketing over here. Like there's all these different things that you can you can include. And one thing that we've been doing lately is bringing in um, copywriters a lot with what we do. So once we kind of design the website, like it might be that the the way they need to communicate um, their tone to, to make sure that they're getting the right conversion. Cause it's, it's a customer journey through the website. It's not just slapping on some information. It's really making sure that you're leading the customer through, um, you know, the right pages and making them go to the ones that you want them to, to, to land on. And Mm. I think that having the right copy to cue them in those directions with the visual assets, of course, can kind of help in that sense as well. So I guess it's, we're trying to find all the problems that could arise and answer them with a solution, give them a solution. If we can't do it for them, then we'll push them in the direction of the people that can. Yeah, cool. That's awesome. So mm-hmm. that actually almost brings up the second point that we were talking about in the blogs, which is, you know, not just starting with, okay, cool, I'm going to open a Facebook account and I'm going to start posting. It's really like, okay, cool, let's have a think about, you know, the fact that Facebook is just one subset of digital marketing, which is one subset of marketing Mm -hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And actually look at all of the options because 
that's the thing. Like, even though cool, social media is amazing. And yes, we live in an age where we are so lucky that it exists. There's still a lot of other options out there. And you really do need to think about it when you're kind of thinking about your entire marketing mix, even if you cross them off and kind of go, okay, no, they're not going to be right for me. At least you've done that exercise. Exactly. And another thing that's actually really popular these days, it's going back to print, print, um, marketing, like ad, print ads is because uh, everyone's going online and the digital space is so cluttered that people are actually resulting back to posting in, in print because yeah. even if it's a smaller market, they're still getting the conversions because they've got a higher readership. So um, if you can target a really good uh, magazine that is literally targeted at the people that you want reading it, then go for it. It's another option. Yeah. I was actually talking to a friend the other day, a complete side note about <laughs> letterbox drops yes. and... Um, doing letterbox drops in a cool way. So not just like a boring brochure or whatever, but actually like sending somebody like a little bit of a gift with like a thank you card or whatever. Yeah. And I just think because nobody gets anything cool that's personalized in their letterbox anymore, there's so much opportunity for that. Right. Even if you like handwrite something and print it, like it looks, it's something that looks a little bit different to what you would normally get. Totally. And you know yep. they're going to pick it up. <laughs> yes, 100%. You just want to be where the attention is. Exactly. And a lot of the attention is on social and that is great. But everyone else is yes. there too. You want to Yes. <laughs> oh, so true. Do you have any examples of other social media accounts that you think are nailing their branding? Yeah. So um, I really love Shani from WildSpark. Um, now she's got a vulgar tone and I love it. It's, um, and I think that she's doing a really good job in just. She's a copywriter. Hey, I think yeah, I follow her yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's a good example of just doing things really differently. Yeah. Hey, she's like, you know what? I'm going to be me. This is me. If you don't like me, then whatever. But that's what I really love about her. Cause I connect with her from a personal level. Um, and I think that that's what people need to really think about too. How can you connect with someone on a real personal level? Um, and another, that's such a good point. And yeah. I'm not saying that, um, is it Shani? I'm not saying that Shani does this at all, but it's actually totally okay to repel some people and attract yes. other people. Yes. Because like the ones drive. that are attracted to you will be like, you are amazing. And they'll be much more likely to convert. And you don't have to be absolutely everyone's cup of tea. No, not at all. And I think that that's what the best thing about it is that we have a lot of really long time followers they're not necessarily clients, but they have referred us to so many people. And I think that that's what people need to think about as well. So um, I know that they've got the whole follow on follow thing at the moment it drives me nuts. But um, <laughs> I think that when we follow an account, we really want to find value in them. That might be that, you know, we want to use them as a service or we really like the way that they're doing things, or we simply just um, like who they are. And I think that a lot of people think that, you know, it's, we want, like them to use us, but it's not like that at all. Um, and, but anyway, yeah, you were right there. So, um, but in terms of, I guess, authenticity, we really, I really like the digital picnic as well. Yeah. Um, And I love the way, um, Cherie talks about her children and, you know, business ownership with a family. And I think that that's a really strong, um, a message that people can resonate with that um, then they do, they get a lot of traction from that because it's, and she talks about issues of, you know, females in the marketplace and um, in business, I guess. And, and I find that that really resonates to a personal. Um, I think they really know their market. I yeah, think is really like, yeah. Um, they're, they're service based really. So I guess from a product base. Um, I follow, it's so funny, all of the service base that you've said. 
I, like I resonate with a lot of the same ones. Yeah, isn't it funny we're all in the same circles? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's just, but that's it, right? Like it's the like-mindedness. Um, we all like the same things or we all like similar things. So you'll find you'll have those little circles on Instagram because of that exact thing. So mm. what our circle might be completely different. There might be another circle out there somewhere, um, but we're just kind of looking at what we're into and people <laughs> so true. are appearing in our algorithms. <laughs> Um, what about product-based in terms of branding? It doesn't even have to be social media. Do you think there's anyone that's like nailing it, even in terms of their packaging or anything to do with their brand? Oh, I love Bolter. Like, um, Same. Oh, I love Bolter. Bolter are amazing. And like we've actually just done this pitch and it's on our website now. And um, we, were, we went to Copenhagen a couple of years ago and I've, I really noticed the difference in uh, difference in trends of um, how B labels were starting to, you know, evolve. Yeah. Um, and they just nailed it. And I was like, God damn it. They took my idea. God <laughs> damn it. So that it just looks amazing. And if you see that on a shelf, they just stand out. It's just um, phenomenal, really. So that's a great example, I think, with them as well, because I have done a lot of research into Bolter. I went down the rabbit hole. And I just think they've really nailed their brand oh, in a 100%. super simple way. But like they're an example of like a really saturated marketplace, right? Like beer is, there's so many craft places, whatever else. And they've just done such a great job of simplifying. And their point of difference is their simplicity. And the fact that they're really clear on their purpose, which like people would be like, okay, you're a beer company. What on earth could your purpose be? You know, it's to get people drunk, mm-hmm. but in like in all honesty, like they've really put a lot of thought into it and they're all about, you know, being there for moments of life's enjoyment and putting a smile on people's faces. And that just permeates through everything that they do, both yeah. social media and the rest of their marketing. I love it. Yeah. And you actually just want to hold the beer because it looks so <laughs> I'm going to a party, guys. I'm just going to hold this awesome beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I love them. They're great. They're great. So yeah. let's get into maybe some practical sort of tangible examples that say you're listening to this and you're like, okay, cool. I get it, guys. Brand is, you know, important. I need to do something about it, but I've got a million other things to do. Do you have any sort of tips for people that they can practically, I guess, do straight away to help them out? Yeah. So, okay, from a um, from a consistency standpoint, it's just to make sure that you're using the same fonts, the same colors, um, the same imagery style. Mm. Um, imagery style is huge. So we went out and got we. That's one of the things that we really focus on with our branding clients is to help them establish a look, um, and to go out and work with a photographer to do a uh, you know a shoot. Um, if you're a service based, you can get obviously photos of the team and and everyone together and products the same the same pictures all together. I think that when you have the same consistency in your imagery, it creates that brand look and feel. Mm-hmm. Um, Coca Cola really on the money with this one. They have a very different types, like kind of really uh, desaturated, um, deep, heavy hues in the way that they use their imagery so that if you mm. ever to come across an uh, image um, from Coke, you would know that that was their image um, library. But I think that that's really important because you don't want inconsistencies. Uh, I think that um, having the right colors and having the right fonts and having the right, you know, uh, imagery just really helps to kind of nail down 
um, the same tone every time that you're going to be communicating. And like yeah. I say, it takes six to seven brand impressions before someone recognizes you. So if you're changing it up all the time, like it's just going to be too hard for people to identify. It's confusing, isn't it? And it's like confusing. really, especially with, with something like social media, it's online, like that kind of consistency really breeds trust. It breeds familiarity, which breeds trust, which yep. leads to sales. Exactly. And it's just one of those, it's totally intangible. You don't even know that you're doing it. But if you just see like a business and they're all over the shop, like they've got one logo on their Facebook and another one on their Instagram yeah. and yep. they're using 10 different fonts that they found on some app that lets <laughs> them make pretty pictures and, you know, like it, it just doesn't have that level of professionalism that gets you to a point where you trust them enough to want to buy from them. Exactly. And I think that people need to understand that they've got to be in it for the long haul. Um, having like, you know, don't do like this one to two switch out. I was speaking to my bookkeeper the other day and she was talking about an account she follows that wipes their account every three weeks and starts again. Oh, wow. Um, Why? Um, And it's like, you've got to realize that it takes a long time to develop a a good relationship with a client base. And, um, you know, if you're changing every three weeks, you're just starting again every time. And it's like, let it evolve and let it move, let people move with you so that people know where you're at and what you're standing for. Like if you, if you keep changing that they can't, you know, identify with you. So I think that that's something that people need to know that like building a business, it's going to take a bit of time, just keep Mm -hmm. being consistent and keep being on it. And eventually it'll work for you. I like the point around photography as well, because I think that that's something that people uh, don't even think about. And having, it can be a game changer. Like I know from, I'm going through a rebrand at the moment and the photography that my designer has selected, I think has made a huge difference in terms of the overall brand. So yeah, I've changed my fonts. Yeah, I've changed, you know, a few different things, but having a different style of photography has been huge. And yeah, I just don't think it's it's one of those kind of overlooked things. Like, so I think number one, professional photography is important, but also having like a style to your photography that can be a real kind of point of difference for mm-hmm. you. We we've had two different photo shoots from two different photographers, but our brief was the same, so they both look like they're from the same photographer. Yeah, um, and I think that that's something that we will put in our guidelines for our clients as well. Is uh, is um. I guess, a suite of images that look the same, that have the same feel, the same tone, the same clarity, um, you know, contrast, however you want to, you know, portray what it is that you do with your business. I think that that's kind of like, you know, you notice a lot of cafes will have those deep and moody coffee feel, coffee vibes, um, whereas we wanted to be really neutral. I think that having a neutral color palette really helped us to, um, you know, stay really cohesive with our feed. Yeah. Um, Yet on the other hand, one of our clients we did, one of our not not for profit clients we did for um the Kotsani Street and they were really they're all about hot pink and bright yellow and so we wanted to make sure that the the base of their photography was really you know neutral but they used pops of color through their accessories like handbags and scarves and necklaces and um that really worked for them and um I think that having an imagery style guide uh, to to brief a photographer on is will not only helpful for the photographer but helpful to create consistency for your branding. Totally. And that's what you get when you work with a branding person. So (laughs) (laughs) one of the benefits. 
Thank you so much, Tara. That's okay. Thanks for having us on. I love talking about branding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So if people want to find out more about you and they want to check out your Instagram or wherever else you want to direct them, where can they find you? So our Instagram handle is at your one and only underscore AU. uh, And our Facebook is just your one and only. Awesome. And our website is www.youroneandonly.com.au. Thank you, Tara. That was awesome.